What's up and welcome to the Invincibly Broken Podcast, a weekly talk show hosted by your boys, Orlando and Julian, talking about today's society, their family lives, and anything they damn well please. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Finally, after a few weeks of uh, a little hiatus, um, we're back, Julian. How you doing, man? I have missed this so much. Yeah, me it's too, dude. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I have no, I, I have even less personal space where I'm at, I'm currently at right oh, now than I had before. So, so I guess it's, it'd be good to kind of recap so we have not published a new episode in a few weeks um and a lot's gone on in those few weeks julian and i had a plan because we knew half of what was going on was going to happen right so we had pre-planned this we actually had a whole episode series planned out that we were going to knock out and um and for the for that few weeks that we knew we weren't able to record, we were gonna have a banked episodes of uh, a podcast, right? I'm not lying, Julian. This is was this was the plan. No, no. Right? We, doesn't we, have we, do, doesn't the military we had, have doesn't the military have like a saying about plans or something like that? Uh yeah. If everything's going according to plan, it's a trap. It's a trap, yeah. It, it, <laughs> literally. So so we actually sat down. We, we this came up with a game plan. Yeah, this was definitely a good, uh, good practical application of the uh, term "the fucking." Yeah, everything for was real. going good, and then we were like, "Huh, yeah. nothing's gone bad." And then pff, there it is. Absolutely. So, so Julian had a big move. He basically moved his him and his family across. Uh, well, I don't want to say across country, but across the middle of the country, halfway through the middle of the country. So, so you've, you moved from Texas to North Carolina, right? Correct. And without naming too many places so people don't stalk you. So with that, we knew that he was moving. We had ample notice. And unfortunately, Julian was talking about his personal space. So he's actually living with his family in a hotel room. That's got to be funny. We'll, we'll talk about that. And he's actually recording right now from a hotel bed, holding the microphone. Use whatever visuals you'd like <laughs> of, of, of this situation. But uh, so we actually planned accordingly. We had series. We had a plan because Julian had some vacation time prior to moving. So we were going to bang out like three or four episodes. That way we wouldn't miss a beat for you, our listeners. And that kind of got shot to shit because I had... Um, a family emergency where I had to pass my, uh, my grandmother passed away and it was a, it was a big deal for me and for my family. And I had to rush to New York and 
we just never got a chance to record anything. And, um, and we, we did a very poor job of keeping up with our listeners, right? Because we didn't really make any type of formal notification. But, uh, but thank you. I want to give a shout out to all our listeners because you guys have held us accountable and you guys checked in on us. You got a lot of emails, text messages, DMs, like being like, yo, what the hell happened? I'm sure people were, were thinking that me and you were in a fight. That we were no longer friends, or the creative juices, or we, or we ran out of topics to bullshit about, <laughs> which is humanly impossible because we could talk about anything. But um, but yeah, man. So so that's what happened. That's uh that that was that's what's been going on for the last uh, few weeks. Yeah, and it's been kind of <clears throat> interesting because even everything leading up to it, um, everything was we had things set and we had plans but again 2020 yeah thank you we even have a we we even interviewed we even interviewed a friend uh for the show um a a a, a health and life fitness coach and and I never even got around to being able to edit it the final episode so we have that episode we're going to drop that episode um the following week but we just didn't want to start dropping episodes without the explanation for the extended period of time of missing. So we kind of wanted to talk. We figure we, me and Julie need to catch up because we really haven't spoken much in the, in the last few weeks either. Like we really haven't talked at all um, other than, you know, check-ins here. Are you okay? Everything you do. You okay. Family's good. All that, you know, the, the typical stuff. But um, so we figured this would be a good opportunity to kind of dive in and into um, a crazy, a crazy, a crazy month that we've had. So now, so 2020 for the win, October came in and said, hold my beer. Right. <sighs> man. Everything was going so good. That's the problem. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people, I, I was starting to think, man, you know, cool. Uh, things are really starting to, uh, uh, you know, to fall into place. And then I guess 2020 was like, mm, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Yeah. yeah. Divert, detour. Ha ha yeah. ha. Black eye. So where do you want to start, Jules? Oh, well, first of all, how's your family? Oh, my, well, we're good. We're good. Um, it's, been, it's been tough. You know, um, so like I mentioned earlier, my, my grandmother passed away. Um, my grandmother was 92 years old. And she was, you know, she was advanced in her age, right? Like, you know, you have thoughts about your grandparents or your parents moving on at some point in time, especially when they get up there in age. But like, bro, when I tell you my grandmother literally was in like perfect health, like she was physically, she was physically strong, mentally like with it, bro. Like she remembered everything. You couldn't put anything by her. And, you know, so we just, we didn't, we, we just didn't think this day would ever come because of how, how well she was doing. You know, she was 92, still cooking for, for, she was still cooking Thanksgiving dinners, you know, holidays, for like 20 people. Like she put down, bro. She was like, she was like the legit OG grandmother. So it was hard for us when we, when we found the news of her passing 
Um, my grandmother was like the, the matriarch of the family. Like everything centered around her. Like I don't, and uh, you know, we always talk about like Hispanic cultures and stuff like that. I don't know if it's like that for you and your family, Julian, but, it um, is. but, um, you kind of want to explain that to, to the, our, our, our non-Latino listeners. Or, or <laughs> so, so here in, in many Hispanic cultures, uh, you're going to find that, yeah, the, the man is the, the, the one that runs with the responsibility of the home, you know, maintaining and all that stuff. But as far as who actually runs the house, that's mom. Yeah. It is a matriarchal, very woman driven um uh women-centered culture i mean same thing happened with my grandmother when she passed away yeah. um she was basically the the pillar of the family the one on my, mm. on my mother's side the one on my father's side also um you know she lived to be 104 yeah god bless her um but wow. um yeah it, it was one of those that yeah. it's you know they're the ones that hold you you got to kiss yeah. that ring when you, yeah. you want to make a decision yeah and and then like and uh, it there's like a like my so for me I only really had one grandparent growing up. My dad's mother passed away way before I was born. Uh, my dad's father passed away when I was really young. I knew him, but I didn't have that relationship with him. And then my mom's, my mom's father was a deadbeat drunk. My mom hates him. So I never had a relationship with him, but my grandmother, that was like, she, that, that was like my mom. Like she practically raised me. You know, like I only like, honestly, like if I had to like pick, like if I had to like name the order of my parents, it'd be like my mom, my grandmother, my dad, you know what I mean? Because not because you hold one at a lesser value, but like, since I can remember a thought in my mind, my grandmother was there. Like she babysat me. She picked me up from school. Like even like now, like even through my adult years, like that's always been my grandmother. So like anytime you discuss something, like when I, when we growing up, like Sundays was at, you know, grandma's house or, you know, or, or, you know, if we were doing a, if we were having a birthday party, let's just have it at grandma's house. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Martin Luther King Day. All the grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, dude, like, but like, I know you know what I'm talking about. Like, everything was like, we would cram, we would cram 22 Puerto Ricans in a 500 square foot apartment. You know what I'm saying? So I was always used to having a lot of family and it was, all, everything was always centered around her. Like, even when I moved from Florida and trip, making trips back to New York, like, my trips would be centered about my grandmother. Like, okay, when I get one in land, I got to go see, I call her mama. That was, that was my name for her. So I'm like, I got to go see mama. I got to What, what days am I going to go see mama? And then she would find out I was coming and she'd be like, what do you want to eat? Right. You know, and then I get to, I get to, I get to put the list out, son. So you know what I'm saying? Like I, you requested that capuchia, rellena de papa, pa, pa, pasteles, you know, you know, whatever I wanted. My grandmother loved me. Like I was like her baby. Like, so she, anything I wanted, she would make, like, didn't matter how she felt. So, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, you know, my grandmother carried this reverence to her that everybody always respected her. And, and, you know, she was a mother of 11 children. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, she, it was, 
so it was difficult. And, and a lot of my family is still having a hard, even I'm having a hard time dealing with the fact that she's not there anymore. No, I could, I could definitely um, kind of relate on that one. Uh, there was, there was kind of like a, a unspoken kind of agreement uh, with all the cousins mm-hmm. about my grandma on my mother's side that the day that she was not going to be there, uh, that we felt that there was going to be a falling out in the family because she was yeah. basically like the one holding everybody together. Yeah, it didn't happen. Thank God. But you That's know, good. we all That's just kind of like, man, you know. But I, I do definitely understand that because even growing up, um, and then uh, right before I was going to catch an ass whooping, I do remember <laughs> my mom shooting the look at my grandma. My grandma giving her the nod, and I, I got all thirty-one scoops in one. Uh, <laughs> I got all thirty-one flavors in one scoop. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, and honestly, man, like I, I've. I've never lost anybody close to me. She's the closest person I've ever had. Like, you know, I had, I had, I have had aunts and uncles pass away, but, or, and friends, but like a true, like relationship, like relationship, relationship, like, yeah, like I, like I, she was the close, she's the closest person I've lost to me. So it was, it was a big deal, man. I've been having a hard time. It's hard to, I know that you lost your dad and I know you've mentioned you lost your grandmother and, and I can't remember. I think we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast about, you know, dealing with types of losses and stuff like that. But this is some, this is a new type of emotion for me. Uh, it's just like anything. And I mean, I could almost, um, I, I could almost equate it to when you were, sorry to bring it up, but when you were diagnosed with, with cancer, you go through the mm-hmm. steps, you know, you're yeah. like, you're, you're in denial, you know, you go through the depression, you go through the bargaining, you know, you go through all the, the progression of that until you get to accept. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a while, but, you know, I mean, all I can say, she's in a better place, not suffering. She's up there. She's still watching out for you, you know? Um, yeah, you know, and it's, it's funny that you say that, right? And I know that you're, you, when you, when you say that about, you know, time and better place. And those are like the typical things people tell you when you're dealing with loss, right? When you lose somebody, like you, like those comforting words. Um, and I've learned in the last few weeks that you like, like I, like I said, I've never, I've never, I've never gone through anything like this before. You know, I've, I've witnessed people like, you know, my, my, my wife lost her mother six years ago and I watched what she went through and that was a really tough time for her. Um, you know, but I've never gone through it. And I, I, I guess I could ask you, I know that you were young when your dad passed away. I don't know what your things are, but like, do you feel like, do you go through this like thing in your head where you're, when people tell you these things and like the first thing you say is like, you'll never understand. Like, like you just don't get it. Like your word, like those words are, are almost empty because yeah, she's in a better, okay. Yeah. She's in a better place, but she'd be in a better place if she was here with me. You know what I mean? Like. That type of that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that definitely comes with the initial blow, I guess. Yeah, and and even though we're already what three weeks, it, it's not something that it, it, it is. It's not like when somebody says when the dust settles. It's not it, it, this doesn't settle. 
Yeah. You just have to work through it. And then, yeah, um, when things like this happen, yeah, uh, that's why, like, you know, I'll shoot you a message, call you, see how you're doing. But, I mean, one of those, that's kind of like one of my personalities. Like, when something like that happens with, you know, um, something a friend of mine or somebody who I'm close with loses somebody or they, they're going through a tough situation, it's not that I don't care. But is that I know how I feel whenever it ha- happens to me that after a while, and it, and it's not out of malice. I mean, it's just the way that I am. Yeah, I yeah. know people are trying to show you know sympathy, empathy. You know, hey, like you said, you know, they're in a better place and things like that. I just I don't want to hear it. Yeah. No, and I just and I just don't want to hear it. And yeah, then, I feel you, man. It's it's hard because that's that's exactly, a, that's a true emotion that people. I'm going get. through it right now. You're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that you have probably gone through it, and I probably, if I know that person well enough, I know that they're they more than likely have gone through it. But at this particular moment, is a selfish moment for me, is because I'm dealing with the loss. This is something that happened to me. This is something, yeah. even if I am to my entire family, this happened to me. This is what I'm yeah. going through, yeah. and I just need that moment to, you know, be selfish with my emotions. Yeah. And I just really, I mean, I appreciate it, and I thank everybody, but. It comes to the time that I, I just I don't want to hear it. Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm glad that I'm glad you kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? Blunted it out there like that. Yeah, because honestly, man, like it's one of those things. Like, all right, so you're you're going through loss, right? And you're feeling remorse, and and you're and you're grieving, and like as much as I'm a, a extrovert, right? That I'm 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 super outgoing. My thoughts have always been my thoughts. Like, I don't like to open up, right? Like, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, right? Like, we, we both had, have had issues communicating these type of things to people before. And, you know, but when I'm upset or sad, like, I, I don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to hear what the fuck you have to say. I don't care if you've gone through exactly verbatim what I went through. Like, I want to, I, like, I, like, you can't, it's hard for me to imagine that other people feel what I feel. And I think it's a fair feeling, because I'm sure you have that, because you're going to, like, you know, like, when you go through grief, like, you know, you, you feel anger, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's okay, it's okay to, it's okay to feel that way, you know, like, when you're going through the stages of grief and your own personal recovery. Like I, like I don't need, like, I don't like, I, like I, I just don't want to hear it. I want like, it's so weird, right? Because it's almost like you're, it's almost being like bipolar. Like you want people to send their condolences and you're grateful for their condolences, but you don't want to talk about, you always got that one person that kind of wants to fucking cycle, like analyze your life, like at the time of loss. And then they want to kind of intervene and interject like their, their own personal fucking issues that they've gone through with loss. And that bothers me. That irks the shit out of me. Like, why do you want to add more negativity upon this negative shit that I'm going through right now? And it's usually that guy or girl or woman or person that legit doesn't know you that well. And it's 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 not and it's not just that that irks the shit out of me because yeah it's it's so why weird. are you like, making trying to make 
this that belongs to me. I'm owning this. I'm listening to you, but I, this is mine. This is my little grieving moment. Why are you trying to make it about you? To, I feel, and that's what I. And again, it's in that moment. Yeah. Later, yeah, yeah. once, then yes, thank you. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm unapologetic about it. If things like this happen to me, I I appreciate the condolences. <laughs> that's why I'm not very. Not very. Um, like open on like Facebook when something like this happens, I don't, I don't. But that's just me. I, I'm private about it. But the people that know that something like that, you know, they'll call me, whatever. But even though that that small people that are within my little inner circle, I, I, I thank you, I appreciate it, but I just don't fucking want to hear it right now. Yeah, and I, I, and you know, and and it's one of those things because it's a double edged sword because like I, I did post like a little, like a message about my grandmother on social media, and I did it. Not because I was looking for people's sympathy or condolences. I did it because I felt like my grandmother deserved for people to know the type of woman she is. Like, if I could write a book about her, I would, because she led a very interesting life. She was a strong woman. She dealt with... Well, dictate a book, because you can't write for shit. I can't can't write for shit. Yeah, I don't have to dictate a book, for real. (laughs) I'm going to have to, hey, Siri, that bitch to the end. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, I wanted people to to know who, try to let people know who she is, you know, and what she was to me. I mean, she led a, she led a, a, a a crazy life of, uh, of raising, you know, a lot of kids. Like I always think about raising two kids and I want to pull my hair out. She raised nine, nine or 11. She had 11 and raised nine. I think two of them died at birth. And, um, uh, and you know, she had a life of abuse, mental and physical. And, you know, and she raised her children to be great men and women through all of that. So to me, I have a, a, a crazy level of respect for her and how, Dude, I, I tell the story all the time, like, you know, growing up and, and, and maybe you could tell me if your grandmother was the same way. Like, I remember watching TV and watching the sitcom grandma. Right. And it was always this little old lady with white hair and she was always baking cookies and Candy knitting some purse. shit. And what? Candy in her purse. Candy in her purse. like. You know, and sweet as a button, and that was not my grandmother. That was not her at all. Like, you know, like my grandmother was like opposite. Like she was silent and strong, though she was she was very loving, but like, you know, it was her way or no way. Like she I think she's the originator of drawing the land the line in the sand. Like this is where we are. Like you can be here. Or you can get your ass kicked. Like, that's basically how it always was. But, like, she was always uh, a pillar of strength through silence. Like, she led by example. Like, she did not ever let anything get her down. Like, she was, she is the epitome of perseverance. Like, she can get through just about anything. You know, I've only seen her upset so many times you know, in my life. And even when I was diagnosed with cancer and I was scared to tell her that I was sick, 
even when I told her, she was so calm. She wasn't even, she didn't cry the first time I told her, but she told me everything was going to be okay. You know, and then when you, you know, she told me that I was like, all right. She didn't cry in front of you. You, yes. That's what I know. She didn't cry in front of me. I knew she was completely hundred percent devastated, but you know what I mean? But like when you see that, right. I mean, come on, this, I'm sure there's been plenty of times, even with your own children that you've put on a front. And then when they turned their back, you're like a hot mess and tears and stuff like that. And, you know, you appreciate that as you get older that, you know, they take the blunt so that way you can feel, you know, comforted in their words. But, um, but, uh, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's, um, you know, it's, it, I, I put that information out there and a lot, you know, and, but you like, you just like, I go back to it. You always have that one person, right? It always that has to fucking say something. It drives me nuts, man. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I had those people come out of the woodwork. Why are those people? Why do those people always come out of the woodwork when bad shit happens? Like, like when I had cancer, like they try to like wedge themselves into your life because they just enjoy misery. Why the fuck is that? Because they enjoy misery. I I just don't understand how people are gravitated to 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 that level of bullshit. Like I don't I don't know, man. Like me, like dude, like you've already you and I have shared a lot in the last in the last couple years, and you know. You tell me something, you know, you and I've had some pretty, pretty intense conversations actually the last few months. And like, I've never been like, yeah, that happens to me once. You're fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, can you just imagine I told you something like that? You know? Yeah, no, my doctor told me that, you know, that if I, I my doctor told me to take that same medication and I ended up losing a left testicle like 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 why would you compound that to other people's stresses like i just don't get it i can't imagine that you, you tell the story and you're like vaya con dios man because you know right damn son you uh, listen it was great knowing you but uh you don't mess you, up a aaron yeah yeah <laughs> you don't you don't fucked up bro it's bad you're yeah i give you like two weeks to live bro <laughs> now nah, she's leaving you She's gonna leave you. She's totally banging the mailman. <laughs> You're oh shit. You're right. Your kid's an idiot. They they're probably gonna get left back in kindergarten three times before they figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> but like with people- other kid, you could do anything you want. Tell your kid you can do eight things. It's been narrowed down to about You eight. should, for Christmas, buy your kid a bottle of Windex, a rag, and a broom, because they're probably going to be cleaning toilets for the rest of their life. Like, or squeegee. <laughs> or squeegee. Whatever. You know, like, but, uh, <laughs> She's yeah, probably going like, to be a whore. I mean, look at her yeah, eyes. Look at her. <laughs> totally. Totally. But, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, because it, that's how some people just, like, live off of that, and they feed off of that. They only want to be part of your life. And, and that's one of those things, man. You know, you have different types of personalities and you do have people that have a depressive personality that they only gravitate yeah. towards mayhem like me, you know? Yeah, and that's, yeah. You, you don't gravitate towards me. I don't. You're actually polar opposite. You push, you, you go, you put yourself out of the box <laughs> when things are, seem to be tough or you think someone else is going through like a tough time. 
Okay. No? You don't think I, so? I, I don't know, because you said I pull myself out of the box. When not, I run not, away oh. from mayhem. What you calling no. me a wuss? No, I'm not calling you a wuss. But like, but like you like, for instance, like when I was going through all this, you gave me space. Like you made sure that you sent me a message and you were like, yo, I'm sorry for your loss. You need anything, I'm here. Like you understood the boundaries of that. You know what I mean? And then honestly, like he literally meant if I need anything to vex it because he didn't, we didn't talk again for like another for week like, and a half, two weeks. Probably, yeah, no. <laughs> so he meant it because I was like, damn, I really need to call you. I literally was, I think I was on the plane. I think I had already been back in Florida for like five days where I was like, I haven't spoken to Julian in, in, in like two weeks. I got to. I got to call him, which is very not like us. We talk almost every single day, or at least Listen, text. So, like, we didn't even text each other, bro. <laughs> so funny story about that was, you know, I told, I told my wife what happened. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you know, tell him. I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll mm-hmm. let him know. And then I think she, she heard me leave you a, a voicemail message. And then mm-hmm. she's like, well, call him back. Make sure that you talk to him. I'm like, no. He'll get, he'll get my message. I sent yeah. the one through text, Slack, and WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll absolutely. Get it. And she's like, no, but you know, don't you think that you need... No, if he wants to talk to me, he'll call me. And then you're like, yeah. you're a shitty friend. I'm like... <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm going on record. No, you're not. You know, I had a, you know, I had a but, lot of friends. And, and, like then, and, and then I told her this, the exact same thing. I said, listen, if I was going through the same thing, I don't want my phone blowing up. I'm already going through it. I don't need to be reminded about yeah, it. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I and I was going through. Yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. the sympathy, but I just don't need to like. My phone was like nonstop during that time. And then like my, I had my mom's phone. Cause at one point I had to take away my mom's phone because she just couldn't handle all the conversations and, and stuff like that. So it was. Which is crazy. Honestly, I, the most of the time my phone was on do not disturb. So most of my phone calls went straight to voicemail uh, for, ah. for my personal, for my personal and my work line, because I just didn't want to like just, and I knew why people were calling and I, and if I haven't called you back, I'm really sorry. Text me and I will, I will get back to you. But, um, you know, but it was, I mean, it, I, I also appreciate all the people who reached out and sent, you know, cards of condolences and, and sent me personal messages and stuff like that. And because, you know, like, this is something new for me. Like I, I, I've never gone through it before for me personally, like myself, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, man. So, you know, it's, I guess, I guess the best advice that Julian and I could probably give is that, you know, when you're dealing with loss, it's okay to give somebody space. I guess it depends on the person, right? Cause if that person is a hot mess and you know that they need help, you know, you gotta be out there and you gotta reach out to them and you gotta, gotta talk to them and try to keep them busy. But if burping, excuse me, um, you know, but if that person is someone who, you know, I guess if they're, I don't want to say mentally tougher, but you know, if they handle those types of situations better, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a pat in the back and be like, bro, I got you. If you need something, call me that, that might, that probably work just as well. But, um, but yeah, man, just got, I guess it gets based on, on the situation. And, and and the person. So I mean, like, yeah, you, you got to know your audience. Like like you said, and I'm 100 percent with you. There are people that do not not because of you know wanting to get that sort of attention, but they actually do require that that you know uh, support, like yeah, constant support. Yeah. And it's not because they're weak or anything like that, but it's, that's just how they. No, wired. it's just different. And and it like could with be, me, I mean, like with me, I mean, shit happens to me. 
and it's horrible and I, you know, I'm going to need help, but. Oh man, I'm laughing because I'm just remembering what somebody else, what somebody told me. Um, I picked up the phone and they were like, Hey, you know, just wanted to call you and see how you're doing. And you know, I'm like, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm, I'm doing as good as I can be, you know, trying to keep busy with the family or whatever. And I answered the phone because I hadn't spoken to this person in a long time. So I, you know, I, and, and it was, it was nice to hear them. I knew why they were calling, but you know, (laughs) and they're like, I know, I know what you're going through. I've been there. (sighs) When my, when my cat died, I was depressed for like six months. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, like you're equating my, 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 my grandmother, my, the, the, my, my, Practically my mother to to fucking a f- your fuzzball ex fuzzball like what <laughs> I was like I get it man I know people are very attached to their animals like I have a dog I love my dog to death like if she God forbid if something were to happen to her I would I would pro- I would be devastated but I would never ever ever use that as an example to somebody who lost like their spouse mom dad. Grandma, third cousin, a person, a, an acquaintance. Like Neighbor. I would never equate. Yeah, I would never equate an animal to a human life. I'm sorry. I, I, you can at me all you want. Like I, I know there's some people out there that that love animals more than they love humans. My but wife. It's a, it, but it's a fucked up thing to say to somebody. Like I, like it took a lot for me. Like I felt the blood draining from my tongue. Because I was like, thank you very much for your kind words, you fucking psychotic bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah. So you're having a kid. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. I know how you're going through. I just got a puppy. Fuck you and your puppy stories. Come on, man. I hate. Why do people do that? Why? Why? A puppy and a baby are nothing alike. Nothing. I have two babies and a puppy, and they one shits in the corner. They both shit in the corner, actually. So <laughs> scratch, scratch that. That does happen. That does happen. But they, they're nothing. It's nothing alike, man. Nothing at all. Like what in the shit? Stop it. Just stop, people. Like for real. Like get a life. If you want to know what it's like to have a baby, have a motherfucking baby. Like have a baby. Adopt if you a want kid. a dog, adopt a kid. Like what? I don't like it's. It's nothing the same. Nothing. Honestly, the only person that listens to, in my house is the damn dog. He's <laughs> the most obedient person in the house. Like, I, like, it's nothing. I wish my kids listened like my dog. My life would be a lot less stressful. <laughs> oh, I have a puppy. I know, I know what it feels like to have a newborn. I have an eight-week-old puppy. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> get the fuck out of here you know that's Ka- karen in her fucking in her early teens late 20s i love um, animals this is nothing animals. against I love animals, animals. I, but i've never I had to tell them. my puppy i've never had to tell any one of my dogs don't poke him in the eye with that <laughs> no don't stick that lego inside your <laughs> Yeah, or, go ahead. Put that penny in the my, socket. My dog, my dogs never cost me two hundred thirty-five dollars to fix a toilet that they because they sh- they shoved a bunch of toys down and flushed it down the toilet. 
I'm still a little saucy about that. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of children and people driving you crazy, you drove from Texas to North Carolina. I did. We both drove because we you have both. the two cars. So, how, so talk, talk, no, talk to no, me no, about no, the hold setup. On a second. Hold, on, hold on a second. I have to, have to got, give the biggest props to my wife because one, she does not like to drive. She, two, she does not like to drive long distances. This is mm-hmm. the first time that she's actually driven this, and she did it like mm-hmm. a champ. So, Alexandra, right. I love you. That was awesome. She didn't, she didn't kill anybody? No physical marks on the children after no, the ride? No, no, no. But um, she did want to throw them out the window at one point. <laughs> but the cool thing was, since it was just... You know, the four of us and the, and the two dogs. So we would just switch. So on gotcha. one of them, I'll take Juliana and Pancho, ah. which is the older one with me. Mm-hmm. And then older dog. The older dog. Right. Okay. Specifying because in our culture, Pancho could be your son or your cousin. That's true. Or the neighbor. <laughs> or the neighbor. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, so no, Pancho is my oldest dog. He's like almost nine. Like he's old. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Super faithful, though. Uh, and then there's Lucy, the younger dog. She's five. Uh, but she's attached to my younger son. Mm, That's okay. He's her human. So, got it. Uh, wherever he goes, she goes. So, whenever we switch, so you take Pancho, I take her. So, it was nice. You know, there was enough room and yeah. all that stuff. You know, my, my, my five year old is just like her dad, a rocker through and through. True. And we just listen to. Rock and all, all right. to your and culture, you're providing culture for your daughter. Exactly, exactly. She was singing along. So, to what did that finger. playlist? What did that playlist consist of? Whatever Pandora threw, but it's like Five Finger Death Punch, Avenged Sevenfold, Shine Down. Mm, uh, nice, very you know, age disturbed. appropriate music for a five year old. Disturbed. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to Disturbed in a long time. Oh, you know, I really like Shine Down live. Uh, yes, I know. Uh, yeah, I was actually on stage them. with them. That's awesome. I actually <laughs> think you showed me. I think you sent me a picture. That was, yeah, that's awesome. Nothing like a live. I love. I love rock and I like metal. Like I, I would. I prefer to work out to that music. For some reason, I don't know why, but metal and '90s pop music are my preferred workout. Oh, I my love per- 90s workout pop music. music. I don't know why. Like it's I, such like two different. Spectrums like 90 of house, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll go like, I from don't know. like I'll go from like Avenged Sevenfold on my playlist, and then all you hear is "Call me when you're down." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, I I don't know why we're talking about exercising to certain music, but anyway, but yeah, yeah I, but, I, I, but yeah, the trip was the the trip actually was pretty good. Um, I, I had uh, everything leading up to it was super stressful because, um some issues came up at my house last minute, like literally last minute um, Mm -hmm. that I had to take care of the alarm company. When they took the equipment, they burned out a fuse in the air condition, not the fuse outside, but up in the one that's on top of the, the one that's on top of the unit, the unit unit. Yeah. yeah, itself. I have no ladder. I I have no tools. After after having to, after having to pay $175 to change it out before I learned how to change that fuse out. Oh, and I knew what it was too. I was like, I bet mm-hmm. you it's that fuse, but I have no ladder. I have nothing. So I ended up paying $136 for a $6 fuse, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, 
And then, um, oh yeah, I don't know if for all of you who follow me on Facebook, have seen me on Facebook, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Also, I'm going to float this out to the world. Ladies, the disposal in the sink is not a trash compactor, okay? You cannot throw a Hispanic family's uh, was a ration of rice without the garbage disposal. Without throw in there the rice, the pegao. Everything. The bone of the pedil, like, just throw it all in there. The shit will clog, all right? So, burnt out the, it burnt out the, the, the breaker, so I had to repair that. And then, thank God, I used to be a plumber, because I damn near had to take that thing apart, drain that wall of rice that was in there. And somehow, I still got yelled at for spilling water onto the... Cause I didn't have a bucket. I had to like ghetto rig some like. Don't you don't you hate that when like you they they're like well you need to fix it and then you you get your man you know you know how it is when you about you to get go fix man. something yeah, you get yeah, I know. you get all manly walk through the house I with your tool belt on. The, I get a fix and then, the and then a working. speckle speckle of water on the floor. Why didn't you and put the towel get, down? And then Why I get yelled at for that. And then I'm just looking yeah. at her like. Bitch. <laughs> uh, so that was awesome, but um. But then also, <laughs> on that, I was actually on my last week of my last class for my bachelor's degree. So after Damn, I... that's a stressful... Bro. That's, that must have been super we stressful. We stopped. Moving. We stopped that M, I, cricket letter, cricket letter, I, cricket letter, I, hope I, hope I, I, at around nine o'clock at night at a rest mm-hmm. stop. And I was there with my laptop, my phone, my hotspot, doing homework. Oh, dude, I and give then, it to you, man. I would have I I emailed the professor crying the blues. Like, I got to give this to you in two weeks. And then, and then when we got here, we got here mm-hmm. at, on Thursday, it was about 10 o'clock by the time that we finally um, got here and got checked in. Mm-hmm. And by the time uh, my last paper was due on Thursday, by 11:59 so by the time i basically wrote a four a four page uh paper in 19 minutes and so i still i i not, it was like uh oh how'd you feel about it kind of like i can bullshit my way through that okay, no okay. i don't have to do no references or anything i still got a hundred okay. on it i was like uh, how I, how that's because that that bitch didn't read it that teacher didn't give a f- no. She she, read she had it. a bottle of wine. Oh, did she? Okay. No, no, she read it because then you get the comments. Oh my god, I like how you did that. Anyway, so um, for the folks out there, through all the stress, I finally finished my education. I got my bachelor's degree. Congratulations! Yay. If I it had a if late. I had a, a an applause music thing, I'll add it to the. All right, cool, awesome podcast. <laughs> and now we've been. Uh, the problem is here in North Carolina. Um, because where I'm at is very close to Fort Bragg, which is mm-hmm. the largest army installation. And, you know, we're in a cycle where a lot of people are coming in and out. There's like no rental properties out here. It's like one comes on the market that looks nice and you call. They're like, no, we already had an application in like half an hour ago. I'm like fucking soldiers. Yeah, it's tough, man. Well, you're all, and then also you're not only that, but like you're in a time where um, Nobody because of COVID, yeah. you know, now you have a lot, people are leaving New York, New Jersey, like 
in herds. And the first, yeah. I guarantee the first destination is North Carolina because that's where most retirees go or is it North Carolina or Florida. And I'm sure, I'm sure North Carolina is getting a, a, a influx of people moving. I know, yeah. I, see, I know there's an influx of people moving to Florida because there's not that much real estate left over here. Everybody's gobbling everything up. All the all them New Yorkers and Puerto Rican and Puerto Rican. Well, the Puerto Ricans have already slowly been. They've slowly left I mean, New like York Kiss, for a while. I think they Kissimmee gave them a and Kissimmee. Kissimmee. They're still out yeah. there. Yeah, but they but still they do. My people, my people have been leaving Puerto Rico. I mean, not Puerto Rico. My people have been leaving New York slowly. Like they don't want anything to do with that over there. Like it, they've been they've been getting. It's not the same. Like back in the day, like in the eighties and nineties. You couldn't turn a corner without running into a, a Puerto Rican bodega or 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 seeing a Puerto Rican flag. Now it's a lot of there's a lot of Chinese, a lot of Middle Eastern uh, folks that live out there. Huh? Brazilians. Brazil. Uh, do, does do Brazilians live in? I don't know. I don't think I. I, see, I, I, know, I, I know that a, I know that if you go down, uh, there's a big in uh, in New York, outside of like Manhattan, when you're going to like Queens and the boroughs and stuff like that. Outside of those. Um, they have their little shops where they sell like their, you know, bootleg fucking leather uh, yeah. stuff. Entrepreneurial, very entrepreneurial. <clears throat> They're accoutrement. <laughs> so, accoutrements. But, um, but yeah, so, so what's next for the, for, for, for the family? So hopefully you're going to try to find a place out there. You're living in a hotel. That's yeah, we're be. in a hotel right now. It's it's it, but it's nice. It's it's like one of those two bedroom suites. It's got a small kitchen, no stove, but it has a refrigerator, mm-hmm. a microwave, and then where we're at, they like give breakfast every day. So it's nice. It's nice. So uh, there's no complaints there. Um, tomorrow we're gonna go see another property. Hopefully, you know we'll find something soon, and then by Friday of next week, actually by not Friday, but the following Monday, I should be back uh, in full swing, back to my nine to five. That's cool. Has so have you taken the time and opportunity to vote since all, with all this moving and stuff like that? I don't know what the rules are in Texas for early voting. I, they just had open when we left, like the early okay. voting and shit. So I got to figure it out. I got to do an absentee. Just I think absentee you do an absentee. Ballot. I don't know if you have time. I don't know if I have time. I, I gotta. I know that they have places where you can register and vote the same day. Oh, here. maybe you could. That's right. Yeah, you probably can just go. Place. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard to find one. I mean, but um, I guess that's a, a a good. I did mine. I got. I did mine by mail. I mailed mine in like almost a week and a half ago. So I did. Uh, I did my my early voting, not because I didn't want to go in person, but I honestly hate going person to vote because in the past you wait forever to to vote and stuff like that so i was like oh by mail i mean in the last places that i've gone to i've gone to like the early voting in person Mm -hmm. and i haven't had any were you living in a rural area though no 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 like uh so the last two times i did the early voting one the last before was obviously i was in texas but the last one i was living in winter springs oh yeah i guess that's not that's not too bad. I lived in Orange County the last two vote last I two times I voted. To, and I, I had to go yes. to since it was Seminole County, I had to go to Oviedo. Somewhere Oviedo, in Oviedo. Yeah. yeah. Well back then Oviedo <clears throat> didn't have anybody. 
if you go to Oviedo now, it's it is the bee's knees to live in Oviedo, son. Really? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, it's like the new Lake Mary, Florida. I mira mucho. Very very up and coming. Very fancy. Very nice. Uh, property values are like through the roof over there. That's why I moved because I couldn't. I didn't. I was refused to pay seven hundred thousand dollars for a house. That's how. Yeah. That's how. That's how crazy Whoa. and for like a and like for like a, a house built in like 1966 like it's not i'm not talking about new houses uh Oviedo can go suck a dick then. yeah well it's a beautiful city let's not they uh, don't it's, have it's to, a beautiful they, city just just you a can tip. be beautiful just a tip L- listen you can still be beautiful and suck a dick all right yeah I mean, okay come on. but um but yeah man so but you know i think I think we should, I think it's a good stopping point. I figure we we put something together. This was kind of an impromptu recording. You know, we wanted to test to see if if Julian can record in a hotel room using uh, <laughs> hotel Wi-Fi. Uh, and I, I'm assuming next week you're probably going to be in that same bed with a hotel bathrobe and your mic. I'm a little scared, but um, if but, you notice uh, the white stains here, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> But uh, I hope I hope you and your uh, your family find a place ASAP. I hope so too, yeah, man. But um, but yeah, man. So again, guys, thank you so much for everybody who reached out um to ask us why we were missing, and we greatly apologize for not having that open dialogue with you guys, letting you know that we were gonna take a, a short break. But obviously, after listening to this episode, you guys know that uh, uh the reasons why we we didn't uh inform you guys. But we appreciate everybody reaching out. We appreciate all the love um, that you've given us on social media. Um, our public advice PSA for everybody is to go out and vote. Don't be that guy. It's an important election, regardless of whether you are on the left or right, you're a crybaby liberal or a crazy right winger, go out and vote. Like It's super important to, to get out there and, and, and vote. And not just for the presidential. There's your local there's a lot of amendments out there that are amendments and and laws and whatever the hell are being passed do your research cast your vote don't be lazy go out there and vote uh in the meantime guys if you want to keep up with julian and i and the invincibly broken crew you can follow us on social media by simply searching invincibly broken on instagram facebook or twitter you can also jump on our website, www.invincibilybroken.com for the archives of our episodes, our blogs that we have not been active on, but we promise to get be more active with um, and, and so on and so forth. So jump on there. If you listen to, if you listen to us already, you probably have subscribed to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. Um, if this is your first time listening, Please subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, A to Z Podcasts, whatever, wherever. We're on all of the platforms. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, it definitely helps us out. Give us a like if you like. Leave us a review on some of those platforms. It helps us out a lot. Um, and with you engaging us on social media, it helps us out a lot. It gives us ideas to talk about when. Uh, where we're creating content to have discussions on. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at invincibly underscore Orlando. And you can follow me personally at invincibly underscore Julian. 
you should change your tag to hotel robe underscore how you like me now on Instagram. Hashtag OnlyFans. <laughs> but uh till till next time guys we'll talk we'll talk to you all soon peace peace